Welcome to the Wags of SCI podcast, where we discuss life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury. Hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Both of our partners are quadriplegics. And after connecting online in 2017, we began the advocacy and support group WAGS of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends with Spinal Cord Injury. We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle. And our mission is to spread education, awareness, and positivity from our unique perspectives. Us each week as we tackle deep discussions around balancing life as a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wags of SCI podcast. Here we go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wags of SCI podcast with your hosts, Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. This week's episode is dedicated to all the mamas, the mamas, mamas, um, and all the mother-in-laws who have been here for us throughout our partner's injuries and um, been there for us specifically for the Wags of SCI along with their partners and we just want to give a big shout out and present some really beautiful stories that we have shared throughout our community and the wags of sei facebook private group page so shout out to all the mothers in recognition of mother's day thank you everybody for tuning in before we get started Big shout out to Robin Wishart of Wishart Brain and Spine Law for sponsoring this podcast. She is our official Wags of SCI advocate and available to all of you, all of our listeners, all members of this community to talk about everything from insurance advocacy to caregivers rights to human rights to insurance paperwork and benefits. She is a huge, huge, huge support system to the community behind the scenes. So please give her a shout out or contact her anytime. Brainandspinelaw.com is where you can reach her on her website. Or you can visit wagsofsci.com and click on the legal resources tab to learn more about our collaboration with Robin and Wishart Law. Secondly, big shout out to Annalisa and John, owners of Rolling in Paradise Adaptive Equipment. Um, We love to support Wags of SCI in business. And um, John and Annalisa have been married for over 20 years. And John is a quadriplegic. And we just, we love to support businesses where they are in the community because they are the community. Um, These two know what it's like to be an enjoyable couple. And they provide the best and newest adaptive equipment to anyone all over North America. They are VA approved and they work with your insurance company to make sure you get the best equipment possible for your disability. They also do a lot of other equipment such as lifts and other accessories. So if you want to support a business that is of this community and in this community and who supports this community, please visit rollinginparadise.com and tell Annalisa that the Wags of SCI sent you. So today's episode is all about moms, and we really wanted to do an episode about moms because A, we've never done one before about moms, and B, we really believe that moms and stepmoms and mother-in-laws and, you know, they're imperative to this journey 
that we all are on as WAGs of SCI dealing with spinal cord injury. And we wanted to make sure that they all knew that. So before you get started listening to this podcast, if you want to bring your mom or the mother figure in your life into this listening, please do, or send it off to your mom right now, because we want to make sure that they hear it far and wide and know how important they are. Because a lot of the times these injuries happen and it's, you know, all about the partner as we know, right? It's all about our partner who got injured and we get shafted in the system. A lot of the times, you know, we talk about this all the time, Elena, about being shafted, but we also don't acknowledge as nearly as often as we should the participation from our mothers and our mothers-in-laws and how much support is given on that end and how this injury not only affects us and our immediate family, but our moms and and that aspect of our family as well. I remember I was having a conversation with my mom a little while ago and I said to her, you know, I want to apologize for the first couple of years of Evan's injury because this injury affected you and traumatized you, you know, a, very heavily. And we never really got to talk about it because I was in survival mode. We were trying to figure out our lives. And of course she said, oh, you don't need to apologize. But she did get to speak about her feelings and how, you know, she was traumatized by all of this, by all of a sudden her son-in-law is, you know, a construction worker walking around using his hands all the time, climbing mountains to um, not not being able to do any of that as a C4 quadriplegic and then having her role as his mother-in-law changed into not only a mother-in-law, but someone who helps with his health care um, very regularly. So just discussing that and hearing her thoughts. And I, we just thought it would be a really, really good time to do an episode about mothers in general, because I know, Elena, you had a recent experience with Dan's mom, and you posted about it on the Facebook private group. And it inspired a lot of really good conversations. So we're going to get into that. Do you want to, do you want to talk about that first about your post? Yes, absolutely. So in echoing a little bit of what Brooke was saying earlier, that our community is greatly underserved and that there are many occasions that occur during this life where challenges present themselves and our mother-in-laws step in. And this was one of those instances when I wanted to share just how much Dan's mother, my mother-in-law's contribution to our lives, um, just really greatly meant a great deal to us. And the, the situation at hand began when Dan was in bed for, for two weeks with a heap of discomfort around the sacral area, he wasn't sure what he was going through, whether it was, whether he needed a pressure map for a new cushion, whether it was an actual sore or wound around the sacral area, or if it was just, you know, his body's shifting and changing because life with spinal cord injury, um, creates a lot of change, a lot of shifting in the body. So, he was, he was really trying 
he had a lot of different appointments with OT to try to figure out his discomfort to physiatrist. And of course, his regular physiatrist was out of the country. So he had a fill in. We ended up being an emergency. Um, the things that Dan was able to do in our house, like participate in the chores or grocery shopping, he was unable to do these things anymore. So that caused me to really have to put my the things that I want to do in my life on hold and take care of absolutely everything in the house. And I know a lot of wags can relate to this when you are the hands on feet for pretty well every aspect of your life. And then you realize, at least in our case, I realized, you know, we're back, we're backed up on laundry. The house needs to be cleaned, and Oh my God, I could use somebody just to help me like organize or, just be there for Dan when he's calling, when he needs, when he needs different things, he needs an adjustment. He needs some water. He's dropped his bed remote. Um, he, you know, when he needs basically a nurse to be beside him while he is stuck in bed. So I've also been working, I would say consistently trying to work on um, not jumping in to rescue, but rather take a step back and wait until Dan asks for help. And it's something that is extremely difficult for me because I am the jumper inner rescuer. That's kind of been my role. And so it's been a great practice and awareness of, of not doing that. So he did end up calling his mother. Um, he said, you know, I could really, I could really use some help. We really need some help. And without hesitation, even though she's busy, busy with two new grandbabies herself, she said, you know, I can come out on this day. So that freed up some space for me. I was able to leave the house. And when I came home, the house was cleaned. All the laundry was done. Dinner was made. The cupboards were organized. The fridge and freezer were cleaned out. My patio was spring cleaned. The following day, we got up early and she helped me run errands and errands for things like we needed a new special light bulb in the bathroom. You know, we needed to fix, we need to go to Home Depot and get a few different um, tools and screws and bolts to fix various projects in our house, which I just honestly just didn't get around to. And all the small stuff, it seems like small stuff ended up when I took a step back. And this was actually for, this was actually during Easter weekend that this had all happened. Um, all, and you, you start to realize that, you know, you want to, you have this idea of celebrating this special occasion as we do every year with your family and you're unable to provide that for your partner and your family. So his, his siblings packed up the dinner and they brought it to us and we had dinner here and it was just it was a really nice breath of fresh air. And I know that I know that not everybody has this option. I know that I didn't have this option with my mother who was um, extremely ill, that she was not able to do these things. And that I've seen over the years that Dan's parents are able to do these things and they actually want to do these things, right? There's no resentment. There's no feeling of, Oh my God, do I have to do these things? Or, I'll get to it some other time that they've been extremely responsive. So anyways, long story short, I just want to acknowledge the fact that there are these incredible human beings that we call mother-in-laws and the role that they 
play in our lives is tremendous. It is the difference between feeling like you're drowning and being able to sort of feel like you can get your head above water and that you have somebody who's extremely happy to do these things for you and show up for you. So big shout out. Her name is Lily Duffy. She is truly the roots of the family. And we're just so incredibly proud and grateful to have her in our family to carry the load sometimes when we're unable to. So as you had mentioned earlier, Brooke, this generated a really great amount of conversation within our community of other women sharing their stories of these female figures that are showing up for them and that are able to do all of these things, the heavy lifting for them. And we just wanted to give some acknowledgement to, to that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, there's some really, really cool comments here. Um, let's read the first one and we'll obviously we'll do this, uh, anonymously, um, just so that we protect the privacy of our group members. Um, So one here says, well done for both of you. This is reflecting on Elena's post. So many benefits that grow from that. I'm sorry to hear about pain levels. It's a lot to deal with. Similar idea of empowerment and ownership, different context. I have been leaving more decisions to be made by my SO instead of guiding them. An example, our family was invited to go away for a weekend through friends of my son. I couldn't go because of work. My significant other asked what I thought, to which I redirected. I can't go, but will support you in whatever decision you make. He decided not to attend this time, which was difficult because it meant our children couldn't go, but important for him to work through that process with our kids and not constantly be a house of mom making all the decisions. So that's an interesting comment. Well, it's it's a good point because I think it's quite natural um, when our partner sustained this injury that not only do we just pick up this like maternal role, but the healthcare system trains us that we end up becoming the nurses and the, the help. I want to say the help that we end up taking on these roles of filling in for everything that has been missing from taking care of somebody else. Right. So to take a step back and allow our partners to reclaim their power through making decisions for asking for help, I, I believe is a huge practice. It's a huge practice in, I want to say it builds your relationship to become stronger, to be, to be able to have sort of that equality within listening to each other, but also just being able to make your own decisions of what needs need to be made, what needs you have that need to be addressed, that you're, that you're able to take back that power to be able to do that on your own. And I know that our community members have said this quite a few times that um, this is a big practice for them too. Yeah. And it's one more thing adding to that. I think it's so important to um, get into the habit of like not being, you know, we like you said, we do enough stuff that would be kind of in the category of mothering, um, it's just so intertwined in caregiving. It's sometimes it's unavoidable um, that it's really, really good to be able to practice like not making decisions for your partner and allowing them to have that space to make their own choices early on because 
this injury, and I know a lot of us out there feel the same this this way, is this injury can really strip our partners of their it's emasculating in many ways. And I'm the type that, you know, I believe um, that it's really, really important to own in on your masculine characteristics as well as your feminine characteristics. And, you know, these men get emasculated so seriously sometimes that they feel like they don't have a voice anymore. So the practice of just allowing them to be able to make their own choices and decisions based on what they need and want themselves, not like thinking about other people or their injury is just, it's a really huge practice. So I just wanted to add that in there. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So the next one that we have here uh, from one of our community members is actually, I love this twist because it is the father-in-law in her case, who is her superhero. She says, here he is carrying my sleeping four-year-old out of the hospital one evening so I could stay a little bit longer with his son. He flew out from another country to be with his son, and now he's staying here in our country, managing the house and our children a couple days a week to give them some normalcy in their home community. When I'm away with my partner at rehab, He feeds them, watches movies, and laughs with them. Apparently, my eldest teen says he hums a tune in the kitchen while cooking dinner, just like my partner. He has basically become my co-parent, and I don't think it will ever I will ever be able to express how grateful I am for what he has brought to our lives in these early days. I hope I can be a grandparent like him one day. It doesn't really choke you up. I don't know what does. <laughs> well, it's just so. a really good example. And, you know, all these stories that we discuss and how many times we've talked to other WAGs about, you know, getting assistance from family, it's always, it's never really dealing with the injury. It's always the other stuff that we have to do. And I know we've podcasted about this so, so many times, but even just reflecting on your story of what you needed help with, and it's the stuff around the house And the stuff that requires, it it gets put on the back burner, right? When you're dealing with the immediate needs of your partner. And so when the mom can come in or, you know, in this case, the dad can come in and take some of the burden off, like even just like helping with kids, these are things that, you know, family members of quadriplegics and WAGs need to understand is that we don't need someone coming in and trying to mother our partners, Maybe sometimes, you know, that's needed sometimes, but most of the time, the biggest help comes from washing dishes, cleaning stuff, helping with things that they can help with that we just cannot get around to. Um, and again, you know, I know we talk, we've talked about this before, especially in our episode about, I think it was called How Friends and Family Can Help. But, you know, these examples really show what is truly needed. And uh, that's the kind of support that caregivers need, in my opinion. So well, and there's there are a lot of parallels to what you're saying when it comes to um new mothers as well. When new mothers come home with their fresh babies and they're tired, they haven't slept, there's a big shift in routine, in their emotional state and their physical state, and the things that they really need people to do for them are are things like making meals, delivering meals. I know 
I saw some parallels with this when one of my close friends had her baby last year and just seeing like the food train, how the various members of the family, including myself, were, you know, signing up on a calendar to create healthy meals to be able to deliver to them and and how much time and effort it truly takes to do the planning, the grocery shopping and executing of making the meals and then packing everything up to make sure that everything is in the fridge long enough throughout that week so that you can save those hours on, I don't know, rejuvenation, maybe some sleep, maybe a shower, maybe shaving your legs, any of those things will do. And just how much of a help that is. So, um, yeah, I really love that. I love that father-in-laws are being highlighted here as well. It's truly, I don't think it's a gendered thing. It's just the human that ends up showing up in the times that you really need. Yeah. Let's, so let's get to another one. So this, um, Wag says, so happy for you that she was able to come and help. I really hope Dan feels better soon. Then she goes on to say, I have multiple work and fun related trips I'm taking this summer and my partner will be spending nearly two months back in his parents so I can do these trips myself. My mother-in-law is so excited to have him back for a bit and will be doing all of his care. He's a C5 and C6. I wouldn't be able to take these opportunities without his family's support and I am so grateful. That's like really, really beautiful. Um, two months is a long time for someone to care for someone like that. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of wags that listen to this podcast who met their partners post-injury. And uh, this comment um, got me thinking about that because there is, you know, we're even in a study with a mom of a quadriplegic who has looked after her son since his injury at 16. And there's a lot of people in our community that the moms were moms to their son And then their son was injured as a young kid or as a teenager. And so they were the primary care providers as well as being the mom um, for many years. And then, you know, the WEGs met their partners after and they had that whole dynamic of like how, you know, they're switching kind of roles. And um, so this kind of reminded me um, a little bit of that and how important that is, because not only were they their partners, you know, mothers, Mm -hmm. but they also also are doing very highly skilled medical care, right? Right. For their sons. Right. Yeah. There's definitely a huge community of that as well. Okay. The next one reads, I love it. My mom-in-law is also an absolute blessing to us. She is so kind and will literally drop everything and come at no notice if we need her. And she'll come home and say to me, you get yourself a cup of tea and just sit down and then proceeds to literally sort everything out never ever makes you feel like she's doing you a favor. She's like a bomb and she is my rock. I would build her a golden statue if I could. I am so lucky and I love her to bits. Well, super mom. That's really yeah. amazing. Hero mom. Um, well, and like I think this kind of, the first thing that popped into my head after reading this comment was... um the moms who are kind of looking for something to do that don't want to intrude on your life, but they also are either retired or they have a lot of time on their hands and they want to help that they just don't want to be too nosy. It's like that mom instinct that they're like, I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. But so this kind of reminded me of that because I know there's a lot of mother-in-laws and mothers out there that are, you know, kind of wanting to do more, but they they don't don't want to intrude. Right. So it's yeah. kind of like, how do you, you just got to feel that out and like ask them, I guess, for more support. I think that's really important. But I think we should also mention, 
um, how, you know, we're grateful for those moms and, you know, we see you, we know you're out there. Um, but also I think it's important to mention that a lot of the way that our society is set up right now, our Western society specifically, is a lot of the moms and um, the mother-in-laws are still working. And a lot of them want to help, but they just can't and they don't have the energy because they're in their 60s and they're working still, you know, late 50s, early 60s, some 70s, and they're still working. Um, So I want to acknowledge those moms as well who want to do more and who want to help in any way that they can, but they're still working themselves and they don't necessarily have a lot of energy left at the end of the day or on the weekend or whenever their time off is to help. And so they help in other ways, whether it's a beautiful text at the end of the day or a phone call. therapist mom, right? Right, right. And there's so many other ways that that support comes, if not just, you know, it, it doesn't need to be physical, is what I'm saying. It doesn't mean need to have, you know, that mom coming to your house and doing these things for you. Obviously that's a blessing, right? But I think we should definitely acknowledge the moms out there who are the emotional support and who also want to be there more, but just can't because they're still providing for themselves and their own families and they still have to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sad. It is sad to me that we live in a society where, you know, these people still have to do that, but it's, it's a fact, right? Yeah, absolutely. The therapist moms, the moms with the listening ear, right? And that can be a huge help. Um, I have, I have an aunt who's a listening ear and sometimes we talk on the phone for almost over an hour. Usually it's over an hour by the time we get off the phone and, and it's just that amount of support is incredibly helpful. That's all you need sometimes. That's all we need as humans is somebody just to like, let you know that what you're saying is valid. You're not crazy. And Mm -hmm. There's no judgment there. So yeah, the next one here we have is we have four kids and live in a remote area for the last year and a half. My mother-in-law has driven four hours to watch my kids for four for two days while I took my husband down to therapy every other week, three and a half hour drive. She gets the kids fed and to school and practice and help with their homework pretty amazing. She will come at the drop of a hat and always acts so happy to help and eager to give me a break. She has been a great support. The commute itself says more than enough. <laughs> a four hour drive to come and be there as, as a support yeah. for her kids for a couple days a week. That's incredible. Yeah, that's huge. And that's also like really inspiring. Um, I bet for a lot of people listening right now, um, just hearing these stories and these different experiences, it's it's really, really cool to see how support comes in all different forms, right? So mm-hmm. let's talk about this next one. So I'm blessed with both wonderful mother-in-law and father-in-law. I have to say my father-in-law is an absolute gem and I cannot express how thankful I am to have him in my life. He's always there to help whatever is needed or just because he can. He lives two and a half hours away, but comes over and mows the lawn, does gardening, fixes things and spends precious boy time with my husband. Nothing is ever too much trouble for him and he has never been asked to help. He's a wonderful, caring man. Oh, that's really nice. Um, Another father-in-law story for our Mother's Day episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> so all the ladies out there who have dads that know how to mow lawns, go out and help your quadriplegic or paraplegic son, please. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> well, it's a huge help. Mowing yeah. the lawn, especially when you're still taking care of a, a, a large house, when you're yeah. sort of, your life has been pulled put on hold with injury or disease or illness. Um, those chores still need to be done. The grass is going to still keep growing. Uh, the dust will still pile up. So will the dishes and the laundry, right? These are things that yeah. they're not just little trivial things are great help. And I remember at one point in my life, my mother-in-law saying to me, you know, we were going through some financial situations and she, you know, we, we talked about how, you know, even if you don't have the financial support to be able to provide to you, your family, that these are things that are, you're going to ha- have to hire somebody to come in and do them anyway. So this is a way for you to provide that costly support. It is still very costly to have a housekeeper, to have a handyman around, to hire a nurse, these are still costs that come out of pocket somehow. So if you have somebody to fill in to do these, and some of these skills are highly, you know, like you have to have the skill to be able to fix things that if you're capable of doing that, even for friends and for friends, not necessarily just for family. If you have a skill set that you're able to contribute to a household, like that's an incredible gift. So give it. If you can, if you can give it. And as we always say, karma sees everything. So (laughs) it will come back to you. (laughs) Well, you were mentioning like the therapist moms, like the ones that are either, you know, busy with their own lives or jobs and still want to support, whether it's over the phone or conversation or wisdom, words of wisdom, whatever it is. I really like the idea of the moms who kind of use their skill set and contribute in that way. The ones that maybe not be, they, maybe they're not the most motherly mothers. Um, there's a lot of career moms out there. There's a lot of like boy moms out there that aren't necessarily hands-on homemaker caregiver types. And um, they use like their interests and their skills in whatever way they can to support Um support the process of, you know, our life and their, their son. I I just wanted to quickly send a shout out to my mom who, um, she donates a lot of her professional time to Evan and his healing journey. She's a busy woman with a solid practice of traditional Chinese medicine. And she has, she actually has a closed practice, which means she doesn't accept any more patients. So she's super busy. She works literally seven days a week, but she always manages to help Evan out with acupuncture at least twice a week, um, whenever she can. And, you know, she may not be the type that is going to come over and, you know, cook dinner and food prep and help with the caregiving stuff, but she definitely will come through with her own skill set whenever that is needed. And so I, I think it's like, you know, another big shout out to all the moms out there mm-hmm. who use their skills, their careers, their whatever they have to offer as for a form of unique assistance to um, the WEG in their life and, and their their son or their son-in-law. A hundred percent. And your mother shares her skill set with your friends too. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. don't be asking, don't be asking Dr. Shelley for help, but I've been also on the <laughs> the recipient end of that. So thank you, Shelly. Shout out to you. <laughs> yeah. Big shout out to, to all those, those moms with, with a unique set of skills. Um, I think it's, it's just really cool. And also 
um, we have, a, you know, just to get a little personal, I know I've shared some stuff about this or in earlier episodes of the podcast, but we also wanted to talk about the couples or the quad or the para and their partner who may not necessarily have um, a mother or mother figure in their lives. There's a lot of stuff that happens with this injury that is extremely heartbreaking and it rips families apart. And there's a lot of dysfunctional families that are not even on speaking terms anymore in the WAGs of SCI community. And we just wanted to kind of normalize that a little bit because, you know, we get posts all the time on the private group about, you know, families that don't speak anymore. Um, And I know, you know, me personally, we, my partner doesn't have a relationship with the majority of his family. Um, due to a lot of things, but mostly because of, you know, when this injury happens, the worst parts of people tend to come out. And if they don't know how to handle their emotions, it just, it gets the better of, of the family dynamic. And so we wanted to just make sure everybody out there who they don't necessarily have members of their family that do support them, especially their mothers that, um, or may not have relationships with their moms for whatever reason, you're not an oddball. Um, this is actually pretty common. So just to kind of get a little bit of like commonality and community out there that way, um, we're sending love to you. We know how you feel because we have our own experiences with that in Mm -hmm. various shapes and forms. And, um, it's just, it's this SCI experience is a messy experience, right? Right. And it is a reality. It is a reality for a lot of families. So don't allow, well, and don't allow it to be taken away by that because May is not just all about Mother's Day. It is also about mental health awareness. Mm -hmm. So with that perspective in mind, um, we will be supporting a lot of women in our community throughout this month with various giveaways to support your mental health and to be able to give back to you, whether you have a mother or not. Mm-hmm. It's very true. We're like, you know, we like to talk about the reality of our situation and um, the reality is, and not to put a damper on this, on this uh, specific podcast topic, it doesn't need to be taken as a damper either. You know, this is the reality. A lot of people don't have mothers. They don't have mothers in their lives. They don't have mother-in-laws in their lives, whether it's because of, you know, by choice or by separation um, or by other reasons. You know, there's so many reasons. Um, this is not abnormal. This is very, very normal. And, you know, if you are someone out there who doesn't have a relationship with your mother or mother-in-law and want to talk about it, you can post about it on the private group. You can email us anytime. I guarantee you, you'll have lots of women commenting with their experiences in this department. So it's even more of a community that way. Um, when we talk about the things that are not necessarily like, I, I don't want to say taboo because they're not really taboo, but talking about things like fractured relationships um, or, you know, mothers that have done things that have been questionable that we just don't want them in our lives anymore. And we can't have them in our lives anymore for various reasons. This is all stuff that needs to be talked about as well. And it is, you know, very relevant to Mother's Day because it is a thing. Fractured relationships with mothers is a very real thing. Um, And so, yeah, we just wanted to mention that and just make sure everybody out there knows that uh, we are thinking of them and we can relate to them. 
Absolutely. And of course, uh, we should acknowledge Happy Mother's Day to all the new mothers in our community who have gone through various forms of um, beginning a family, whether you've done a natural birth, IVF, whatever process you've taken, we would like to acknowledge that and say Happy Mother's Day to you as well. And to those of you who are trying to begin families, we recognize you and we see you as well. So all in all, we hope that the takeaway today has been around the extreme importance and acknowledgement we want to give to the mother-in-laws and the mothers who have shown up and have been there for us through various forms of support. And we hope that you enjoy a beautiful Mother's Day and know how so deeply appreciated and loved you are. And if you have a story that you want to share with us, or if you want us to highlight your mom or your mother-in-law or a mother figure in your life that has been um, exceptional to you and who has helped you, please email us, wegsofsti at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Instagram or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. If you want to, (laughs) if you want to post on our Facebook group as well, you can post anonymously, you can post as yourself, and you can just discuss yours, mother-in-law or your mother. And we would love to hear about it and potentially share your story. So with that being said, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you to all the moms for tuning in. And we hope everybody has a beautiful and blessed Mother's Day. That's right. So until next time, take care of yourselves and love one another. Cheers.